You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Ah, Statements edition of Mackie and Judd here on this Monday. Presented by our friends at Underdog Fantasy. Are you just hammering the golf stuff now? Are you even like, okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I had a little three-item parlay actually win for a Dex tweet. I I mentioned that I had like four Manhattans over the weekend. This helped pay for them a little bit. Little three item uh, uh, parlay. I took the here. over uh, uh, three and a half on yeah. underdog. Actually, uh, Declan, yeah, that actually is a really good prop there. I'll, I'll email our guy Andrew. Two and a half Manhattans for Declan over under on Friday. I would probably ride that over. But uh, at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, I took a little uh, lower spree here on JT, Scotty Scheffler, Matt Fitzpatrick, who I also fell in love with on uh, the full swing doc. Send me a little three item parlay for 60 bucks. If you want to join Underdog Fantasy, go to Underdog Fantasy, use promo code SCORE. SKOR first time users get a hundred dollar bonus to use on the pickums on the draft. Just because fantasy football is over does not mean the fun ends at Underdog Fantasy. Go download the Underdog Fantasy app and show us those winning slips. Gentlemen, it's a statements edition of Mackie and Judd here. Start off with this one, okay? The D'Angelo Russell trade was a heist mm. for the Timberwolves. All right. A lot of people, you know, Mike Conley had a couple clunker games in there, and it was very much framed as, excuse me, a D'Lo for Conley situation. Nikhil Alexander-Walker was the second player, not counting the three second-round draft picks that the Wolves got back to. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, a former first-round pick a few years ago. He's just 24 years old. He is shooting 42% from three this season. 50% 50% from three for the Wolves in the two weeks. I get it to small sample size. But he's playing like 20 minutes a night over the last five games for the Wolves. They've won three of those, including three in a row. They swept their way through L.A., and then they beat a really good Sacramento Kings team that right now is the three seed in the Western Conference. And in that game against the Kings, Naw, as they call him, N-A-W, all right, Scored 16 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, knocked down 4 three-pointers, and some important free throws. And Mike Conley has been a great bridge, a leader for Anthony Edwards, a straw that stirs the drink. He's uh, He's got a good connection with Rudy Gobert. And you get all of this. You get two years of Mike Conley's leadership and uh, just being an adult. You get... He's a restricted free agent, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, but he's, he's going to be in your rotation now. You're going to probably match a contract and a few second-round picks for two months of D'Lo's expiring contract. Nice job, Tim Connolly. Bravo. Especially for this team right now. And if you guys recall, a couple of months ago, the conversation was this. We had players, veteran players, going up to the podium, Austin Rivers, uh, Torian Prince, and saying, well, I got a lead here. I got a lead. And I think we all said, do you play enough to lead? Like, are you, like, is it, no dig against you, but are you, like, in a position 
to not only do your job playing when you do get to play, but also to be a primary voice in the locker room. Mike Conley can do that. And so I think as far as the, the word that I would use for him at his age is stabilizing influence. He is probably in his own way, Pat Bev without the theatrics. Um, Pat Bev without the excitement. But in this case, I think the Timberwolves get the, the excitement from Ant. So, yes, I think given where th- this team was and the remarkable thing here, in fact, you know what? I'll get get to that in my statement. Dex, go first. Oh, I was going to say, I, my statement is don't let the Wolves get hot. Because since the new year, the Minnesota Timberwolves have one of the best records in the Western Conference. They are 18-11 and 11 since January 1st, dude. Second best? Second, Second best. Second best behind yeah. the Nuggets. Only yeah. Denver has been better, and that was right around that players-only meeting. They have figured out ways to win, a lot like last year, right? I mean, they were kind of a middling team when it had headed into the New Year's, and then the second half in the of the schedule, they really turned things on. They ended up obviously winning the play-in game, uh, forced a nice series against Memphis. But the Wolves are getting hot, and now also with this John Morant situation, which just really continues to escalate, and now he's out indefinitely. Like that's one less foe for Memphis to have, you have to deal with in front of you. The Wolves are getting hot here at the right time. They still got some uh, some games obviously left. Uh, they have to make some hay against some Eastern Conference teams coming up, which will be tough. But the Wolves are getting hot, and they're playing some of their best basketball of the season. Dude, John Morant just like flashing guns yeah, on Instagram, and you know, bizarre. gun on the team plane. Well. Just what, calm what, down with the guns there. Uh, yeah. what, team was, playing there guy. what was that? So he had a gun in Indiana and, like, had a laser on the Pacers bus? Did Did you guys see that whole story? I didn't see that part of the story. There have been but, three separate. So it wow. turns out. So, so Woj said that John Morant has been under investigation for a year by the league. Yeah, the NBA and that this always was the knows. One that got out. Work. Yeah. But there was one where he, he got in, he got into some type of altercation or or um, verbal altercation with a Pacers player, and then the Pacers saw like a like a laser pointed at their bus, and then Ja also pulled a gun on a seventeen year old kid who was playing in a backyard game at Ja's house. Yeah, dude, didn't Malik Beasley pull a gun on uh, yeah. someone in a parade of homes SUV? Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, did no they... one like let him know. Hey, yeah, the neighborhood you're in. There's a lot of Christmas lights and things. Yeah, it's Plymouth. People are going to just be kind of driving by. Just, uh, don't pull a gun on that. I hope Ja get, gets help, though, because that guy is tremendous. Like, he's yeah. so much fun to, to watch. I, I don't know if it's exactly what the problem is there, like if it's anger, if it's substances or what. But that is, I hope he gets help because he is a great player to watch. So your Western Conference, so you got the Nuggets. and The Nuggets are pretty pretty buttoned up. they got their stuff together. But they've also had a, a glass ceiling on how far they can go for the last few years. The team behind them is the Grizzlies, and the star player, for all the reasons we just mentioned, is out indefinitely. And they also just lost Brandon Clark, maybe for yep. like a full year. Yep. The Kings, who you just beat in Sacramento, a good team, but certainly not a team that you would fear is going to like win the championship. Yep. The Suns with Kevin Durant should make people nervous. Absolutely. The Warriors, when Steph comes back, but the Warriors are one of the worst road teams in the league this year. Like, literally worse than the Hornets. Yeah. They have the same road record, basically, as the Pistons. So, and maybe that's some of that's just like, we got a dynasty. We're just going to, we're going to enjoy dinners they're on get, the road. They're getting and, old, too, though. Like, yeah. they're still damn good, but they're getting old. Traveling stuff, man. You know, you've been sleeping in five-star hotels. Just saying, like, the Wolves, the, the if the Wolves keep pushing here and their schedule remains pretty tough. Yep. 
it's going to be, I'm with Declan. Don't sleep on these guys. Yep. My statement also, Timberwolves related, is this. There are remarkable similarities. And I mean about the team that we talked about in the first part of this show, the Wild and the Wolves. The remarkable similarities are the ups and downs that both teams experienced to get to where they currently are, and they're both playing really well. But also, the similarity is in how they have to play to be successful, which is not a sexy style, which is not a... The Timberwolves can play faster now, but look at how responsible. Like, when the Wolves win, look at what they do well. Look at what they do well. And again, I will say this. Much like the Wild, if they can take this into the playoffs, it very well might translate. Because it's a sustainable style. It's just hard to play. But if you're willing to do it, if you're willing to play defensively, if you're willing to execute your assignments which, again, is where I love Conley because Conley knows exactly what this takes. I saw his quote where he said, at least for now, it's a breath of fresh air to play on a team where everyone around me plays defense. He said, I've played on teams where you've got three guys, two guys, but I've never played on a team where the concept is fully embraced right now. So if you look at the Wild and Wolves, I'm going to tell you, it is so interesting to me that they've had very similar seasons because when they're not going well their faults are obvious but more importantly right now they have found a style that is 100 percent sustainable if you're willing to do it and they both they both have one superstar kind of do everything scorer that's young Kaprizov's better than i think Kaprizov's better right now relative to the nhl than Agreed. than ant is but Agreed. ant is on the way Ant's a little bit younger and then a bunch of other guys like you're not gonna you can't really identify who the second best scorer is necessarily it has to come Yep. more systematically, and if you're going to lean on something, okay, what's going to win us games? It's going to be Clamp's defense mm-hmm. and not not getting in on the wild side, right, not getting out, trying trying to do too much as Judd has been preaching all year. So, yeah, now are either of those teams destined to, to win their league's respective championship right now? Probably not, but they're both really interesting to watch here for the next month and a half, two months to see if they can, if one of them or both of them can do something surprising in the playoffs. I wouldn't say that the style that both teams are playing now could not win a series. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Well, dude, the, right now the Wolves would play. If the if the playoffs started right now, the Wolves are in the sixth seed. They would avoid the play-in. They would play a seven-game series against the Sacramento Kings team they just beat two nights ago and had a double-digit lead on. Like, Sacramento. Back, they could beat the Kings. Back in, they, in they the, can beat the days. Dude, They can beat the Grizzlies in a seven-game series. Bring on the Kings. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. They should have last year, Phil. <laughs> I know they should have. They should have. Yeah. All right. My next statement. The NFL quarterback carousel is spinning very quickly as we record this podcast. So Derek Carr just agreed to a four-year contract with the Saints. The Jets are apparently, they thought they were in the catbird seat. That, hey, they're kind of, they got Rodgers conversations happening, but they've had two meetings with Derek Carr. Now Carr's gone, so the Jets are going to be desperately looking to Aaron Rodgers. And tomorrow, the Ravens have to decide on a franchise tag or not for Lamar Jackson. And they may use, and maybe you can elaborate on this, Judd, I think this has only been used one time in the last 20 years, Joey Galloway. It's called the non-exclusive franchise tag, which means we're going to franchise him, but he's basically a restricted free agent. Yes. So he can negotiate a contract with any team in the NFL. And then the Ravens can match the contract. So what they're saying is, all right, we don't 
we're not going to pay you what you want, but maybe some other team. Let's let's let you go set your own market. Correct. And then there's the the trickle down effect of like the Jimmy Garoppolo's, like all these other guys in waiting. And hell, I mean, even if things go sideways with Kirk Cousins, but if your cousins, you're waiting to see, okay, what does Derek Carr get? Does Lamar Jackson get a contract? And then where does Kirk's contract kind of fit in there? But it took a while, but we finally have motion with the NFL quarterback carousel. On Jackson, too. So if if he gets an offer that Baltimore does not match, they get two first-round picks from the team that signs him. So basically what they're trying to, to say is, we don't think you're worth as much as you do, so you go prove it. But then if he gets too much, they say, okay, see you later, and they yeah. get two first-round picks. Very interesting. So Rodgers, if you're him, you don't want to retire because – no. From an ego standpoint, you don't want to share that podium with Tom Brady in five years, right? And you've got how much coming? $58 million yeah, in you're cash. Not, you're not going to walk away from that. I agree with that. Do you want to go back to the Packers and try and run that thing back again? It kind of feels like he's over Green Bay at this point. I could also see a scenario where he says, okay, I sat in that dark room for half a week. I'd like to, my, the spirits are telling me I'm going to come back to Green Bay. I could see the Packers being like, actually, uh, we've moved on. Jordan loves our guy. Um, so if you're Rodgers, you'll go save the Jets, I guess. But then, but but then when you go to the Jets, now you're just doing the same career thing that Brett Favre did at the basically the same ages. Right? Vegas, right? Well, Vegas is an sense, option right? too. Yeah. But is Vegas going to trade two or three first round picks and yeah, true. eat a bunch of that money? So it'll be uh, interesting to see how this all plays. Out. All right, I'm gonna give an impromptu statement because it literally just happened like 30 seconds ago. My statement is: Stop Ooh. ruining Twitter. Uh, right now, links on Twitter aren't going anywhere. TweetDeck is completely dead. Uh, you can't <laughs> upload any pictures right now. Uh, this has been, I, I hate this back and forth with Twitter going to Twitter Blue and things that you have to subscribe for. Uh, I love Twitter, and my livelihood is tied, basically, to Twitter. Stop ruining Twitter. Stop making this so much difficult for everyone to use. It's a great product. I love my TweetDeck. Now I can't see my tweets coming in. Come on, stop ruining Twitter. It's an impromptu you know, statement I, for me. I had a Twitter thing this weekend. There's a there's a group of oh hardcore Kirk Cousins fans that have put together That's right. basically like like accounts that put out fake news and fake quotes. And they have attempted to attack me this weekend yeah. by putting out it's not even like funny, there's no like irony to it or satire. It's just fake quotes. Here's what Phil Mackey said about Justin Jefferson, even though I like it's something I didn't say. And that's just kind of what Twitter has become now, too, with Elon Musk firing all the people that worked on that side of the, yeah, no the company, left. the people that would, like, see if accounts are real or not or whatnot. Um, you just have – it's just kind of a wild, wild west. I still love Twitter, but we got some work to do to make that thing viable for the long term. So we, we were told, though, about two months back. That when Musk fired all of those people, it would basically last until the infrastructure collapsed. So I wonder if this is also just the, the start of, of glitches they can't fix. Could or be, they yeah. can fix, but they'd have to get people back in to fix them. Yeah. Like, we have to be prepared for the end of Twitter at some Dude, point here. And there's all these stories about, like, someone will... So he, he was mad about his engagement rates were going down in his posts. Yeah, he and got he, mad. He, he, he brought it to the tech people, and the tech yep. people were like, "There's nothing technologically different. You just maybe people just don't like your tweets as much." <laughs> you fired the guy that gave him that feedback. Yep. And then the guy, and then that guy took to Twitter and was like, "Yep, this happened." Uh, 
you know, Elon is a narcissistic, egomaniacal, blah, 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 blah. Did blah, it take blah. that for him to realize that, by the way? <laughs> he loves himself some Elon. If he could just focus on fixing Twitter, that would be that would be the great. All right, Judd. It's time to say goodbye. Adam Thielen, it's over. Um, the, he is doing you a tremendous favor if you are the Vikings. Because if this came down to dollars and cents, and he's like, I will play any role, I want to stay there, and they're like, eh, dude, we're good. Yeah. Sort of looks harsh, right? But the fact that he is being kind enough to be obstinate and say, my role should be what it always was, I've got a ton left in the tank, I should be, you know, I still, I don't know if he's saying that, that he that he won't take a contract restructure, but the fact is he's not backing off in what he feels his role should be. Um, it's a tremendous favor because it's time for it to end, and this to me makes it as easy as possible. Because if the Vikings said, yeah, we cut him because he made too much, I think that there would be some pushback. Local legend, how could you do that? I wouldn't disagree with the Vikings, but that's what the pushback would be. Now it's going to be, well, yeah, and... We got Jefferson, and we're trying to get faster, and he still thought that he should be the second option. We got TJ Hawkinson as well. So I would say, Adam, thank you. You're actually making this as simple as possible to say it's simply time. Good luck in Tampa Bay or something else. It's so hard because, like, if you're him, I could see a scenario where the Chiefs pick him up as, like, their third wide receiver, and Andy Reid finds a way to to leverage his strengths, and he scores a bunch of touchdowns with Patrick Mahomes. No question. And that's what he should go. If, if the Vikings wind up parting ways, that's what that's the situation he should go look for. Or if Lamar Jackson returns to the Ravens, the Ravens are always looking for receivers. Could he be their number two, number three guy, red zone threat, you know, a safety blanket for Lamar Jackson? But there's really no easy way. I'm trying to think of the last non-awkward breakup like this in Vikings history, even as you try to handle it tactfully. Chad Greenway was maybe the closest you can think of because he did agree to, like, a few different pay cuts and whatnot, and then stayed on board as kind of a brand ambassador. And I'm sure, like, Kendricks, like, long-term, Kendricks, Thielen, these guys are going to be friends of the Vikings organization, but there's no real easy way to tell a guy like Thielen or Kendricks, you're too old, we don't think you're good enough anymore to make this much money. And then when you say, we would keep you around at this price point, I think with Kendricks, there, I don't think that was a conversation. I think it was just, hey... There's no guarantees left here, really, so we're going to say goodbye. Right. I do believe that with Thielen, they're trying to find – I think the Vikings have a price point of, dude, yeah, I mean, Lee, we'd love you to be – you're great in the red zone. You're still fairly reliable. You're a good leader, all those things. Right. Um, But when you hear that as a player, wait a second, you want me to go from this much money down to this much? Screw you. I'm offended. He'll wind up going somewhere else for probably less than the Vikings were willing to pay him anyways because of ego, right? Yeah. That's what, isn't that kind of what happened with Kyle Rudolph? Well, but but he forced his way back. Like he he kept on the well. You got to have me here, right? It's like l- last year, Thielen can't get rid of me yet. It's always the sort of threat of well, I might go away. It's like okay, it's football. Bye. <laughs> See you later. Yeah, and Kendricks, to, to his point, Kendricks's partner and 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 Kendricks himself have had never went out and said, well, if the Vikings aren't going to use me correctly. Like he didn't blame Donatel. He did nothing. That's a really good separation in a league that calls for, for it. The Thielen thing to me is annoying because it's sort of these veiled threats. Well, I'll, I'll go somewhere else. Okay, that's fine. Bye. By the way, we have, a, we have an update on a statement. Twitter support has tweeted, some parts of Twitter may not be working as expected right now. We made an internal change that had some unintended consequences. 
we're working on this now and we'll share an update when it's fixed. We made an internal, internal change, change that yeah, had consequences. Yeah, yeah, we fired 75% of our staff. We fired all the techies Oops. and they got new jobs making 500000 down the street. Bye. <laughs> Idiots. All right. Amazing. All right, those are your statements here on Mackie and Judd on a Monday. Uh, Purple Daily, we reacted in depth to the Eric Kendricks news getting released this morning. And then uh, on the Realistic Randy episode, Declan and Randy are going to dive into free agent possibilities mm-hmm. for the Vikings. So thanks for hanging out with us on Mackie and Judd. We'll see you tomorrow.